Welcome to Patent Pod. We talk a lot about equity. In these conversations, we find ourselves asking, well, what should equity look like? How do I implement equity? Policies drive practices. That's what we want to talk about today on this episode. Joining Patent Pod is Dr. Heather Bennett from the Pennsylvania School Board Association and Dr. Stacy Winslow, Assistant Superintendent of the Dairy Township School District. Welcome both to Patent Pod. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us, Don. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. Wonderful. We're both, we're all excited to have this conversation. I think it's such a needed conversation. So Dr. Bennett, you know, hopefully we can start here with you. I want to just make sure that we understand the what, the why, and the how of implementing equity practices, kind of district-wide. That's really what we're looking at here. So if we can just kind of start off by understanding what do we mean when we say board approved policies, particularly as they relate to equity? Absolutely. So before we actually talk about board policies, especially with equity, it's so important that we actually define equity first, right? Um, so at PSBA, we have a statement on equity and we define it as the just and fair distribution of resources based upon each individual student's needs. Um, equitable resources include funding, programs, policies, initiatives, and supports that target each student's unique background and school context to guarantee that all students have equal access to a high quality education. And so I start with that first to answer your question because deciding to develop an educational equity policy or just understanding what an educational equity policy looks like, it's important that there is a clear and cogent definition of equity first um, that's understood, that is shared and acknowledged and practiced throughout the district. You cannot assume that people know what this is and that and the policy will not be effective if leadership, staff, and community do not know, necessarily know what equity is. So that's the first thing first is defining equity. But um, in, the, in this case, it's important to note that uh, a board policy first, before I say what an educational equity policy is, it's really just a clear statement that sets forth the purposes and prescribes um, pretty much the the, the direction of the district, um, organization and programs of the school system. Um, it creates a framework which the superintendent and administration and staff can really discharge uh, duties with a positive direction. And of course, at the end of the day, it's adopted by the board. Um, an educational equity policy um, uh, provides the board's directive for this educational equity work in the district. Um, so uh, it, it pretty much, the whole point is it has to outlive uh, school board directors because they change um, as well as a superintendent. So the whole thing is it sets the blueprint and the direction um, for uh, equity into the district. And here's the thing too. Uh, an equity policy, like any board policy, carries the weight of local law. Um, but it's not mandated in Pennsylvania um, by the federal or state um, um, government. So this is kind of optional for districts. And so we'll talk about why you should pass one in a second. But another thing is it's important to know that an educational equity policy pretty much sets the foundation for the district for equity. Um, uh, and so and also a policy has to have accountability and metrics, uh, meaning that the policy should not exist as just a piece of paper, uh, but as a mandate for movement and change in the district. And so it's really important to recognize that um, 
equity policies has to set the direction for equity and structure equity um, as the foundation uh, in the district. And that's the purpose of uh, an educational equity policy. You know, I have to just stop there and say, wow, thank you first for defining and making sure that we're all in agreement about the shared definition of equity, because you're right. How can we possibly talk about implementing policies if we're not even on the same page around what is equity and what we should be expecting around equitable practices and, and, and moving our, our schools and our districts and our communities forward? So thank you for making sure that we stop to kind of pause and do that. And you had talked about that this is really the blueprint for a district. When we talk about um, moving to the school board and then through the adoption process of a school board policy, this is about accountability. This is about more than saying, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. This is documentation. This is holding us all to a standard of which we will move forward. And Dr. Winslow, your district has gone through this process. So, you know, what do you have to say or, or to add in regards to what the, this does for a district in regards to implementing and adopting policies such as these? That's a really great question. And I'm, I'm so thankful for Dr. Bennett because she has been leading um, a task force at, at the PSBA level. And it's been, it's been wonderful having um, that as a kind of central hub for folks to come together. And, and we have a school board member who participates regularly on that. And last fall, she led our school board in their, um, in their retreat session on uh, on equity and and I know it 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 opened people's eyes for for what exactly it was that they were asking for mm -hmm. um, and what they were looking for and um, it really helped them to understand that equity is not an add-on it is not um, something else that we're going to do but it is the foundation of all that we do and it's the lens that we need to make all of our decisions through in order to make sure that we are um, holding fast to, to what we say we believe in and what we say is right for kids. Um, from the district perspective, and our board, um, we had, they had done some work, um, what I would consider equity work with our um, non-discrimination policy um, last year or the year before. And um, now they have um, the actual equity policy, um, which, no, Heather, I'm sorry, the number is 832, is that right? <laughs> 832, you're right. Oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I could not do that with many policies. <laughs> 111 is less in planning. <laughs> um, so anyhow, it's a six-page policy um, that they've just put forth for 30-day review. Um, they're going to be approving it soon. And from, from my perspective, what it allows the district to do is to be very systemic in our processes. Um, and it allows us to be very open with the work that we're doing. Um, we started our equity work back in 2012, but we're not super loud about it because we didn't. There, there can be considerable pushback when people don't understand what it is that you're doing, and people have a tendency to believe that if you're doing more for this group of students, that this group of students is now going to have less. And that's, of course, not really how it works. Um, but that's always kind of a fear that people have with the board putting forth a policy, now I can have a very intentional action plan. I can be working very intentionally with, with other groups. Um, we've just conducted an equity audit um, and Dr. Holland Sims is gonna be helping us to um, analyze that data. 
and I love working with her as well. She, when she realized that we were working with Dr. Bennett and also working with Adam Hosey, she was like, you've got like the Mount Rushmore of equity folks in your corner. I'm like, yeah, that's the way we roll over here. Um, but it's given me some really solid direction um, and I'm excited. It, it, it really allows me to, to be very intentional with how we move forward as a district. And you should be excited. And there are two big things. I just, I have to kind of highlight here. You said, you know, equity and equitable um, policies, it's not an add-on. It's the foundation in which all of our work is really grounded. And that's something that I think we kind of need to hold on to. But you had also talked about the potential um, and you saw it in your district, you indicated for some pushback. And it circles back to Dr. Bennett's comment about making sure we all really understand what is equity and kind of putting us on um, a shared definition of equity. So, so thank you for that. Um, so, okay, so we, we've talked about equity and we've talked about what is a board approved practice or policy around equity. Why do we need board approved? Aren't school efforts, individual school efforts enough? Why is that not okay, Dr. Bennett? Um, okay, so it's extremely important to recognize that the cool thing about school boards is that they have they're about governance. You, they set the goals. They set uh, uh, one of their biggest roles is policy because your policies, again, we talked about what is a board policy. It's the cohesive direction in the structure of the district, right? I always say this: we uh, we are not in the practice of talking about equity from a practice point of view. The reason why, because it doesn't change anything. If you're talking about different narratives or culture, you have to get down and dirty to what the structure of the organization looks like. Again, what um, Dr. Winslow indicated about the foundation level. And so uh, if equity is existing as the foundation, it should lift up every aspect of the district practice. It should lift up your school board practice, your administration, your teachers and staff, your families and community engagement, your transportation, your HR, your food service, is your curriculum uh, and a bunch of things so that it can reach students. Um, if we're only thinking about practice, practice here or there, it's not actually changing anything, right? So it has to get to structural um, spaces and that is policy. Also, with practices, it can change. A new teacher, a new administrator, uh, a new board, uh, it, it, community members that are upset and so you change your practices, but a policy, again, should exist uh, uh, stand the test of time, okay? Um, also, again, an equity policy is essential to developing a foundation for equity. Um, as districts grow in their really understanding and practice, a policy focus on equity uh, uh, really allows equity to be incorporated systematically into school, into educational structure. Uh, policy ensures that the practice of equity is shared across education stakeholders. It's not just staying in the admin level, it's going across the entire district. Um, a policy sets the cohesive direction for equity. Uh, a policy ensures that school leaders approach every decision practice with an equity lens, um, and a policy holds decision makers accountable for closing opportunity gaps and really prioritizing equity across the system. So it's important, a policy is necessary. Now we can talk about this and I probably have time to talk about it, about the fact that because it has the power of local law, not every district is ready for a policy. Um, um, and so we'll just uh, say that a lot of times there's also a misunderstanding 
understanding of what actually it is. And so if you don't know what equity is, that's why I always started off with what is equity, you're not ready for a policy because you're going to be held accountable to something. Your district leaders are going to be held accountable to something. They don't even know what it is. And so um, it's extremely important that uh, districts in this process are doing certain steps to get themselves ready for this policy. They're really including families and students um, and engaging them and centering their voices into decision making. They're looking and really understanding their demographics. Uh, they're really talking about data, quantitative and qualitative data. Uh, an equity audit is also important because what's going to go into the policy is the information and the disparities that are existing through that um, illuminated by that equity audit. You are defining equity again into your school entity and community. And you might even need to define anti-racism as well as a school district and a community. Um, and that should be a part of your policy. You are embedding educational equity, not into just that one professional development, but into all aspects of professional development into the district. You're pursuing culture responsive leadership and practices. You are analyzing your existing policies with an equity lens, right? And so what I'm saying to you is uh, you're held, being held accountable. It's so important that the work is being done um, um, first before you're even moving into the step of an educational equity policy, because again, that policy is serious and it's going to change the narrative and the direction and the, really going to have a paradigm shift of how you think about education and how it's been done. And so we are always saying, do the work. Um, so that you're ready to move into that foundational level. Unfortunately, we know that districts are at very different levels, not unfortunately, just in general, districts are at very different levels in this work. And so to make sure that, that policy has teeth, you gotta keep doing that work so that it, you are, um, once you have a policy, it's gonna sustain itself and not just be one time or other or changing often. So that's the purpose of, of that. You know, I think that, yeah. that pulling back to that policy is different than practice. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember that. And, and there was a word you, you said a few times, and, and I wrote it down multiple times and kind of circled it and started cohesive. When we have cohesive understanding around the purpose of this policy and around the need for the policy and the understanding about what it is actually that's driving this work. I, I think that's that's a key piece for all stakeholders involved, as you had indicated. And Dr. Betty, you were kind of alluding to this. So I just want to pivot for a bit, Dr. Winslow, and help me out because your district went from start to finish with these policies. And, and I want to ask, you know, for those of our viewers and listeners who are paying attention to this episode, how do we start the conversation and drive and move the work forward? Dr. Bennett was talking about all the pieces and parts. How do we move through that practice of getting to a policy? Um, it's not easy. <laughs> it, it is not easy work. Um, and I, I want to, I want to be very clear that we're not finished. I don't, I don't know that there is a finish line. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, I think it's, it's more of a journey and, and always a striving for, um, for equitable excellence and, you know, to, to Dr. Bennett's um, answer and your original question of, of why are individual school efforts not enough, you know, one of the things that you want to avoid are pockets of excellence. You, you want to see excellence across the board and a policy ensures that, you know, you don't have a particular building principal who's like, oh, we're not quite ready for this. Um, we're going to wait two or three years. Um, no, we're all going to get on board and we're all going to go together. Um, but to back it up, you know, like I said, we started some of this work um, in 2012 when I came to the district 
um, initially looking at um, our, our student achievement gaps, who, who are students who are not achieving um, at the same level, and um, looking at our students who are in poverty, um, because that was, that was definitely where one of our, our initial gaps was, and starting to address that through professional learning. Um, and then, you know, as we moved along, and, and from my particular role as, as the assistant in charge of curriculum instruction, Really taking a two-pronged approach of how do we how do we make sure that our curriculum is equitable and that we don't have barriers in the way for our children and and we still do we're not please don't please don't look to us as being like the perfect district because we we have work to do and and we have many things to to still um, strive towards um, but then also professional learning like how do we start to um, work on the hearts and minds of our of our staff as they as they think about the different children who are in front of them every day, um, and what are the different elements that that all come into play there? Because we, we might be focusing on academics, but you really also talk you're talking about attendance, you're talking about discipline, you're talking about um, who's in your honors classes and who's in your not honors classes, and and what does that look like, and what kind of a, a picture is that painting for your students as a whole, as far as the opportunities that are concerned? So having actual policy in place or soon to be in place, um, I think is going to help us to make some strides in places that we've been maybe spinning our wheels a little bit. Um, but definitely the professional learning piece is a huge element in and moving people forward and getting ready for this kind of work um, and just where we are today versus where we were even two years ago um, and the number of people who would now say that equity is a really important part of what we do at Derry Township versus what they would have said two years ago it's a it's a giant shift and so when I would say when we first started this work I was beating a drum all by myself <laughs> And now I've got a whole band with me, um, which is is fantastic. Um, but it's it's administrators, it's teachers, it's it's food service workers, it's bus drivers, it's everybody who has contact with our kids. Um, and one of the things that we really focus on too is community. Like we are a community, and we want to be a welcoming community for everyone. We we are a very diverse community um, because of the the Hershey entities that that are within our district. Um, which is, is, is fantastic, but we as a community maybe have not always been as welcoming as what we could be. Um, and this is really helping people to, to kind of shift their look and the district is, is helping to take the lead with that. And, and an equity policy is, is the next step and really, really giving some teeth to, to what our beliefs are and what we wanna see. The other piece that's really great is we have an equity goal in our comprehensive plan and we are in our comprehensive planning stage and, Fortunately, that was extended till March because we, it turns out we needed that extra time <laughs> with all of this crazy stuff that's going on. Um, but uh, that in and of itself um, really helps to give direction to the district as well. So we're, we're starting to weave all these pieces together and to really show that it is the foundation and the lens through which we're doing the work as opposed to this thing over here that not everybody completely understands. No, I, you had said it, and I think we're going to say it again more than once here. There's no finish line. This is work that's never done, right? Dr. Bennett, this is work that's never done. We're going to continue. There's no finish line. But you had talked about, we looked at data. We looked at curriculum. We looked at professional learning. We looked at our community. We looked at all of these pieces and kind of collectively took a look and said, there's more we can be doing. We can be doing better. We can be doing more 
for our students, for our staff, for the larger community of which our, our district sits and resides in. So I think that's, you know, that's a key piece. And, and Dr. Bennett, I'll turn just back to you quickly, if we could just briefly talk about, it's not easy work. We all acknowledge that. Um, I don't think anything in education is easy, but this particular piece is, is challenging. It feels really challenging. And with that understanding of there's no finish line, how do we know we've reached a good point where now we just need to enhance and get better? Do you have thoughts on that? Absolutely. And I kind of want to follow up with Dr. Winslow as well as what she said. Um, uh, the first thing is there is there is no finish line. We're constantly growing and learning because our kids are constantly growing and they're changing and the issues that they're dealing with are changing. Again, equity is a, really a, giving students what they need to fully participate into their educational system. So it is so important that as the adults in the room that we are really centering their voices, that we're centering the community voices. And I think this is something very different to what most policies, uh, with most policy development processes, you have to center and include stakeholders into the construct of, the, of policies, especially with an educational equity policy. Also an educational equity policy cannot just exist as a standalone policy and that's why it's in our, it's an 832, which is operations section. Um, it has to lift up uh, multiple policies. So at PSBA, we developed an educational equity policy template and user guide and communication guide to support districts who are moving towards an educational equity um, policy. And we have linked it to 30 other policies in the school district. So it doesn't just exist as one thing because it's not a topic. It is a framework. It is a foundation. So we're linking it up to trauma. We're linking it up to curriculum. We're linking it up to budgets. How are you going to pay for this stuff? Um, it's linked up to extracurricular activities, school discipline, um, professional development. So it's not just sitting as one standalone policy. So I guess going um, back to your question about like, you know, how do we know if we're done? We're never done. Um, but we need to really see what, what does achieving equity look like? We should not see these achievement gaps. Um, those outcomes, we should not see outcome differences between races of students, uh, uh, students who have differing um, uh, economic experiences, students who have access to technology and others who do not. Again, this is why getting to the opportunity gaps is the most important. In our society, we get so wrapped up in differences of achievement that we start to believe the deficit mindset, deficit perspective that students who are not achieving are not capable of achieving, when really it is the opportunities in our district and really really looking at those structures that are creating barriers to opportunity. That's why these policies are so important because you're saying it is the barriers that we are providing, it's the barriers of opportunity that the district has created that we need to dismantle. And saying, and here are the different ways we need to dismantle it in our curriculum, our hiring processes, school discipline, and our policy template. We talk about what it is to be a welcoming, and inclusive environment. Um, we talk about data collection equity lens, what does high expectations look like? So your policy, again, should set the foundation for everything that you're doing. Um, and like I said, we have a lot of resources that we, it took us a year and a half to develop our policy process. Um, so we are saying you shouldn't just develop a policy and think it's gonna take you two days, three days. And you should not just be doing it amongst um, the district administration. You should be including your, your students and you should be including your families as focus groups to your policy. Because how are you gonna know if you're moving towards equity unless you ask 
your students and families. And so that's a different perspective and mindset of how we've traditionally done policy since it's usually mandated by the state or federal government. In this case, you need to center students and families. And that's when you know you're being successful. So really, it's 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 looking at those stakeholders and having them assist in the reflection process, in the identification of those obstacles that we didn't realize may have even been present. A lot of, you know, we may not have known, we, we may not have done it on purposefully, but they're present. And we would never be able to see that if we didn't ask the, the community members, if we didn't ask our students, if we didn't ask our families, our teachers, our administrators. So kind of, you know, it's, it's as you had said, it's not just a group of individuals making these decisions and, and filling out this template and coming up with these words. It's the larger construct of the district and the, the area. And I, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's something we have to focus on. And, and I, I, I so appreciate both of you joining Pat and Pod today to talk about educational equity policies and the importance, the what, the why, the how, because as you had said, Dr. Winslow and Dr. Bennett, you echoed that sentiment. It's not easy but it is absolutely necessary. And it's time, quite frankly, for us to start taking action, for us to start saying, okay, we've talked, now let's take some action um, regarding this, this concern that we know we need to address. So I, Dr. Bennett, Dr. Winslow, I thank you so much for joining Patent Pod. We were so fortunate to have and to hear your voices today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of you in the field. You are an inspirational inspirational voice to all of us. A special thank you to Jonas Ragsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod.